Welcome to the Reluctantly Woo Woo podcast. These are real, raw, honest conversations about life, love, energy, and healing to help you release what's keeping you stuck from being who you truly want to be, especially when you feel reluctant about the woo woo tools that can help you get there. Your hosts, Heather and Deb, were both a bit reluctant to believe in these things at first, too, because they are woo woo. In other words, those things that feel slightly unbelievable and defy the logical mind, but somehow they work. We'll cover everything with a little levity and humor, but we'll try to clarify how these things work, why they work, and show you how you can begin to heal yourself and create the life that you truly want starting today. Hello, everybody. It's Heather here. And it's Deb. We are here with another episode of Reluctantly Woo Woo. I think this is what, our fifth episode? Absolutely We're getting right. up there in numbers. Yeah. Hey. So, yeah. So in this in this podcast, we obviously um, talk about a little bit of woo-woo stuff, which is we define that as the things that are unbelievable and defy your logical mind, but somehow they work, right? Because we know that there are more people like us out there who are kind of tired of those conventional routes and want to try something different, but maybe you're a little bit skeptical. But we'll talk about a few different topics throughout this podcast. We're going to break stuff down for you, make it a little more accessible, and hopefully... Um, bring that reluctant factor down a little bit. So today we are talking about healing and why some people are perhaps a little bit reluctant to heal. And in fact, um, mm-hmm. interestingly, as we were chatting before we started recording, talking about our own stories, I tried to be like, no, I've never been reluctant to heal. No, <laughs> I was trying to, <laughs> in itself is probably a little reluctant to admit. Uh-huh. Um, yeah. So, I mean, and given the fact that I'm in my mid forties and really only now just starting to be extremely comfortable in my skin and, and find, a, create a life that really is serving me for my highest good and feels happiest for me. So that may perhaps indicate some reluctance along the way. <laughs> mm-hmm. But for you had yeah. some thoughts, Heather, about what you, you know, what kept you stuck maybe yeah. or, or from moving forward. Yeah. So, well, let me first talk about like, what does it mean to heal? And um, we're going to, in this context, talk about like healing emotionally, right? And that's essentially integrating parts of ourselves and resolving past traumas so that there's no emotional charge, which we had talked about on our last episode, right? There's wisdom when we can recall, recall a memory and not like get us all worked up. Right. So it's when we're healed, when those memories have no control or no impact over our thoughts, our feelings and our emotions. And you can think about something in the past that happened that was not the best in the world. And you can just be neutral about it. Right. That's what healing is emotionally. Um, So for me, oh, gosh, like there were so many things that prevented me from from like healing and, and becoming more emotionally whole. Um, I'm stubborn, like anybody who knows me, like, I, you know, I am stubborn. <laughs> and so they think that was the, that was a big one, because I really, um, I didn't think, well, this is where the reluctant part comes in, right? Is I, I think that, like, I, I didn't think that I needed to be healed, like, I was fine, right? It was everything else around me that needed to change. Yeah, you know, like, that's like this big this, sign right there. <laughs> right, right. If anyone resonates, uh, call us. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, um, just so then when it's like, okay, wait, I want to get better. Like, I want to not feel this way inside. And this way for me it was like depressed, um, just hating my life. Those were like the biggest things that were going on for me. Um, was I, um, 
you know, I thought that like, if I just did this one more thing, if I just did this or that, then, you know, then I would, would, would quote unquote heal. Um, I, you know, I thought that everything else was outside of me. Um, and, and, and I mean, we we'll probably go into like the things that prevent us to heal. Cause I think these are peppered, you know, peppered throughout it. Um, mm-hmm. but, but like for a lot of people, what prevents them from healing and definitely did for me is, is thinking that our healing is going to come from something outside of us. Yes. That if if we go to another conference, if we go uh, take another pill, okay, I just need to go to the doctor and they just need to give me this pill. That's a whole other topic, right? Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. Um, but we keep thinking like, I just have to do this one more thing outside, except that the thing is, is that our outer world reflects our inner world. And so if we're constantly having people that treat us terribly, that are betraying us, that are lying to us, that are, you know, uh, cheating on us, all these things, like, it's because that's what's going on inside of us. Yeah, I agree with that. Anytime you're the common denominator, then perhaps it's something you have to do. It's interesting, because I just had an epiphany in that, um, when you were saying that, I think part of my reluctance is, it relates back to what we talked about last time, but I would think, what do I have to heal from? Nothing that bad's ever happened to me. But having patterns in my life where I was continually, not, I don't think I ever felt necessarily depressed, maybe in acute situations, but um, unsatisfied, just unsatisfied. Not, you know, this isn't what I want. Why am I, you know, just kind of repeating the same situations over and over again and never feeling fulfilled. So. Mm-hmm. That was an indicator. Now, in hindsight, I can see an indicator that I needed some healing. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And when when we're in this place of like, uh, you know, we're looking outside of ourselves, like somebody else is going to have the answer to somebody. Right? It's um, we keep. What am I trying to say? I know what I'm trying to say in my head. Just trying to get it out in the in the words. Right? We keep putting the responsibility outside of ourselves. Right? Instead of taking 100% ownership of our own stuff. Mm-hmm. And we can't, and we're going to talk about not on this episode, on the next one about like, about ways to heal. But that really is one of them is that we have to take responsibility and ownership for every single thing in our world. And so for me, like, I kept thinking like, oh, if I just go to this thing or that, and I realized, wait a minute, like, I'm doing these things to myself, like nobody else is doing anything to me, I'm doing it to myself, right? I'm feeding my body like crap. I'm putting myself around people who are treating me like crap. I think that's always going to be step one is taking ownership. Uh, Yeah, yeah. And the, the, the thing is about about healing is that when we experience trauma, when we experience anything challenging, right, and those emotions aren't fully expressed, they get stored inside of the body, and they create an energetic frequency. And this is where like, for me, the reluctant part comes in, because I say this, and I'm just like, I sound like a wackadoo. (laughs) Right? But, but it's true, like everything has an energetic vibration. And so in order for us to change to heal, right, that frequency in our body has to grow beyond that current state. So if we're, if we're consistently in this, like, like, um, energetic frequency of shame, right? Well, that's the frequency that we're sending out. And if you imagine it just like a radio station, like that's the station that you're going to get pick up. Mm -hmm. So, Mm -hmm. yeah. So, um, thinking that our healing is, is going to come from outside of us is going to be one of the, uh, the the first things. I mean, there's there's lots of uh, lots of things 
Um, but that is, you know, a big one for that. Um, yeah. And I would say another would probably be, um, and again, I don't know that everybody that on that start of that journey is aware, but you will become a different person. So it's that fear. You have to leave a lot behind. And that's that's fearful, especially, mm -hmm. if you, you know, you're looking for the outside healing. But also if you depend on others for, you know, shelter or money or if, if you're in a situation where it's not very easy to change some of those things or leave some of those things behind, that's that can really put you in a state of fear of what's going to happen if I do heal this wound and, you know, are those people still going to accept me? And, you know, there's, there's a lot of baggage that comes along, I think. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Because when, when we think about like, who am I going to be when I'm, when I'm healed, when I'm not struggling anymore, like, this is all I know. This is all the identity I have. And when we look at things from a generational standpoint, right, it's like, you know, my family's always been broke. Like you were saying this earlier, not that mm -hmm. you were saying your family always was, right? But 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 when people take on these identities, right? But when people take on these identities, right? Of like my family's always been broke, my family's always been taken advantage of, my family's always been, right? Like, well, why why would you want to be anything different? You don't know any other identity. Mm -hmm. Exactly. That's, and and we are so as humans, like we crave certainty more than anything right majority of people majority of people right and so if we if we let go of those things right that our entire world like has to change everything your environment your friends and it's like well no i know this so no i don't want to change yeah the familiar is comfortable for mm -hmm. most of us right so yeah, yeah. To, to have to venture into that unknown is, it takes a leap of faith for sure. And so, yeah, I could see how for, yeah, that's actually probably was one of my own personal roadblocks. And I would say for most people that I've talked with, um, yeah, once you kind of take a look at that, you can see that that's exactly what's happening. Yeah. And I love this quote, I'm going to um, post it up there, but it says, um, fear comes from uncertainty when we're absolutely certain, whether of our worth or worthlessness, right? We're almost always impervious to fear. And I, you know, you and I've talked about this, you know, when we work together and talk about this, with my clients so much is like when they're like, so afraid of stuff, especially like in this climate right now, it's like, but I have so much uncertainty. Okay. Well, what's the, the certainty that you can create within yourself? Right? Mm -hmm. Because because at the end of the day, there's always uncertainty. We've just told ourselves a story that there was some kind of certainty. Exactly. Right? Like, exactly. If yeah. I get this job with this company, at least I have some certainty. Right. I can't work on it. Like, yeah. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. I can never I go work for myself. A personal favorite quote that is, when nothing is certain, everything is possible. That became a mantra for me. Yeah, that really kind that. of every time I feel like, God, I don't even know what's coming next. But then I can be like, but the possibilities are endless. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I love you that. Know? How have I never heard you say that before? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I think it's written on a lot of I've, I've written it on a lot of I have a shirt that says it, actually. I don't wear mm -hmm. it very Wait, often. But I want to I put it up there. Say it again. I'm going to type it out. When nothing is certain, everything is possible. Mm. 
but gosh, just take that in for a minute. I am. That's right. Yeah. It's a powerful one. It's a, it's a powerful one. And I personally, at least at this point in my life, I'm not someone who struggles a lot with uncertainty. I actually do embrace it. I think it's something that I kind of do love this. I don't know. I, I've learned to just be like, that's it's actually a very exciting place for me to be. So, um, but I still struggle sometimes with like, but I just want to know the answer to this. And then I have to just remind myself, yeah, it's all going to happen as it should. And now the possibilities are wide open because I'm not stuck in this tunnel vision thinking of this is the only outcome I want. Mm, yeah, that's, yeah. that's really amazing. I'm having some headphone issues. Can you hear me? Okay. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Still sounds great. Okay. Um, yeah. I just, I really, I'm going to like write that one up and put that somewhere because I think it's super important just that everybody like, because it, in this day and age right now, like means there's nothing certain. And it's like, there's so many possibilities that people can create, create a new, new, like new kind of income, create new relationships. Like that's, you can find yeah. right now, in fact, so many examples of that happening in this very moment in time. You know, there are people that are thriving in this COVID situation and everything that's going on in our world right now. There are people that are obviously are suffering and I don't want to take away from, you know, their their pain and their their struggle, but there are people that are that are thriving in it as well. So, you know, sometimes I think you have some power in those moments where it feels like you're powerless. You just have to recognize it. Now I lost your sound. Technical difficulties, everybody. Bear with us. Gosh, like I made sure my headphones were charged and everything, and they just died on me. <laughs> Thanks, <laughs> Apple. <laughs> what is possible? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. There's so much possibility. As long as you can still hear me good, we're all good. <laughs> we're all yeah. Good. yeah. I can hear you. Yep, you're fine. So well, um, I love that that happened because that, that leads into the, the, uh, the next point about why, you know, what, what caused people to, pre what prevents people from healing is that the, the secondary gain that they get from it. Mm -hmm. And basically what that means is a secondary gain is like they get sick, but then they get something from being sick. Right. And there are a lot of people who are, they don't think this consciously, but they're like, I get my power, my significance from being powerless. Right. Look at me. I'm never going to be healthy. Oh, look at me. I'm always going to be poor. I'm always going to struggle. Woe right. is me. Right. Yeah. It's hard for me to relate to that sometimes, but I think that there are, you know, I, I have witnessed it. You know, I, I think we all can sure everybody listening can think of some personal examples in their lives of yeah. people who kind of have that little Eeyore syndrome, but then everybody has to come to their rescue all the time and they can, they can just sit there and be a victim and not have to be responsible for whatever, because they're just sick. I can't do that. You know, <laughs> those sorts of things. Yeah. yeah. I will say for, for me and my journey, like, I don't want to admit it, but I think I definitely did this. Yeah. It was like, I can't, like, I remember being in college and my college boyfriend, my, at the time I was really struggling with hypoglycemia. My blood sugar would drop all the time. And, you know, I was hangry before hangry was a thing. Right. And all the time I would be like such a raging bitch. 
And he would just be like, well, you choose to feel this way. And I'm like, F you, like, why would I choose to feel this way? Right. You know? And I, it was just like, this is just how I am. You know, it was just like, here's my sign. Like, you know, like this is, this is, this is everything. Like I can't change this. Right. And I got so much significance from the fact that, you know, I had this, this issue of low blood sugar. Right. But at the end of the day, I was creating that issue for myself by eating crappy all the time. Right? Mm -hmm. Sugar, like if you keep eating sugar, you're going to become pre-diabetic and then diabetic. Right. And so it was like, I may have not chosen in the moment of like Tuesday afternoon at 12 to be annoyed and frustrated, but what I ate at Monday at 12 definitely created, you know, that mood. Right. I understand that at the time. And, and that was a big thing is that when we try to heal, with the same level of mindset that caused the issue, like we're not going to get anywhere. Right. We have to be willing to do something radically different than we've right. done in the past. And so for me, it took from, you know, when I was 16 and being diagnosed as pre-diabetic till I was 31 that I was like, huh, maybe, maybe sugar has something to do with my depression. Maybe sugar has something to do with why I want to kill myself. Let me not eat sugar for a week and see how I feel. And as I didn't eat sugar for a week, you know, around Christmas time and like the fog was lifting, I was like, oh, there's something here. Right. What do I do now? Because now I don't have that. I can't claim that I'm powerless. Right. Right. <laughs> That's right. Deep. Yeah. I mean, you just highlighted something important that the mindset is the foundation of it all. And again, we go back to step one being ownership, right? You have all the power to create your life and your and your physical health. I mean, I know we're talking more about emotional healing, but but it also relates to the physical. Yeah. We all have a lot of control in that, and the the first step is is acknowledging that, and then yeah, checking in with that mindset. It's a tough one to shift, especially the older you get and the more deeply ingrained that becomes. But yeah, it can be done. It can be done. It can be done. Yeah. And um, something else that you said, um, wait, it can, like flew in my mind and went out the other side. Oh, you know, in all of this, though, like, like we talked about, um, you know, how like just the fear of not knowing who you'll be when you're healed, they um, like thinking that our healing is going to happen outside of ourselves and getting significance, like in order, like first for us, like to make steps to getting healed, like all those things have to be in place, but like you have to be so sick and tired of being sick and tired. Mm -hmm. and, you know, you have to be so sick of it that you're like, okay, I don't want to do this anymore. Exactly. And I think for a lot of people, they, um, they don't get sick and tired of it. They don't get sick and tired of it. And I think maybe one, one simple practice, if anybody listening is, is hearing this and feeling like, oh my gosh, maybe this is me. Um, and I think you had me do a similar exercise when we were working together, but really sit down and write a vision of who you think you are in today's state and then who you think you could be if you were healed, right? You have to have a vision of what that person's going to look like on the other side. And if you can start to visualize that, it's a lot easier to get to that, right? Yeah. If you're just sitting here saying, I don't want to be this person, but you don't have a clear vision of what you do want to be and what that will look like, 
how can you create the steps to get there? Yeah. And, and a way to work with that is like, is I know when I was, was in that state and I worked with a lot of people who were like, I, I don't know what I want. I don't know who I want to be because they're literally not capable of actually thinking like, Oh, I want to have a healthy body. Oh, I want to have a, like, you know, an income of X amount because they're so stuck in this way of thinking that it's literally like, I can't even see that that would be possible. Right. Okay. It's, it's way scary to do that. And so if that's come comes up for you, which it did for me, because people are like, well, what do you want? And I'm like, I don't know. Like, like, and they're like, well, do you want like, a, you know, a relationship? No. Like I was too afraid to say anything. Cause I'm like, I don't think that I deserve any of that. Like it scares the shit uh, out of me. Yes. And so There's a lot of layers to clear. <laughs> a lot, right. And yeah. so, um, I, one of the things that's helpful to do if you're a person like me that struggles with writing, like, here's what I, you know, what I want is just to write down all the things that you don't want on one side of the page. Right. And then on the other side of the page, just write what's the opposite of that. Okay. Right. It's like, you know, I don't want to be sick anymore. Okay. Well, what would be the opposite? You know, and that could be whatever that looks like. So for me, it was like, you know, I don't want to be, I, I don't want to be, um, I don't want to kill I don't want to want to kill myself anymore. So what the opposite of that is, you know, I want to live. You know, I want to be somebody who wants to live. I wouldn't have been able to say that just as, like if I had just been like, oh, well, I want to live. It's like because I was so stuck in like the swirl of everything that I didn't want. Right. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. And I, I think that that's a common place. Yeah. You know? And I think, I mean, there's a lot of teachings out there from different, um, you know, different thoughts and whatever that would say that the more that you focus on what you don't want, you're just bringing in more of what you don't want, right? When you just sit there and dwell on, I don't want to be sick. I don't want to be sick. I don't want to be sick rather than I I am healthy, even just believing it, not the I want to be healthy. I am healthy. I Mm -hmm. truly believe that you are and you have that capability. Right. Um, I know Dr. Joe is someone we're both a fan of and that, you know, you can look up any of his much, a lot of his stuff you can get for free on YouTube and stuff just to get the basics. Um, But he's, he's big on that kind of stuff. Live that future now and see yourself in it and you've got a much better chance of finding it. (laughs) Yeah. And I think where like the challenge has always been for me and that is because I had so much gunk that needed to be cleared out. And it's like, yeah, I could sit there and say all this stuff, but my subconscious was screaming bullshit. Like, mm-hmm. it was like, because I'm like, I'm so not aligned with that identity of like who I want to be, right? I was more aligned with this identity of somebody that was struggling. And this is where the energy work piece comes in. Like, you know, the work that we do is, you know, somebody coming in and helping you to clear out all those trapped emotions and trauma so that you can have the space to be like, oh, I, I can be healthy. Like it is possible. Mm-hmm. And that's the thing that I see with everybody that I work with. They like they're they're literally okay. Yeah, I could say all these things, but everything inside of me is screaming BS. Right. So you re- release all the stuff that's keeping you connected to that identity. Right, and that stuff can go very very deep, you know. And I I definitely think I hear people sometimes. Well, I'm too old for that, or you know, you like those things that you say. It's you know you're not too old to run anymore or too old to ride a bike or, you know, too old to change your eating habits or, you know, there's, or too old to quit smoking. I mean, if there's any of those things that you're struggling with, that's not, those are not true. (laughs) Yeah. 
Yeah. So one of the last things, and and like, please know, like, you know, if anybody listening, watching this, like, we know that there's, there's so many things out there, you know, that we can talk about as far as, you know, what prevents people from healing, you know, different things. Like we want to try to just kind of put chunk it down into some of the main things. Um, but if there's other things that you're like, Oh, you guys didn't talk about this or this, like write it in the comments, share with people, like, let us know. Yeah. Like, yeah, you know, you need to cover this as well. Um, but the, the last, the last part of, you know, why is it people are reluctant to heal? Why people don't want to heal, which seems crazy for, you know, for a lot of people it's like, why wouldn't you want to get better? Right. But we have this innate fear of being whole and powerful because again, going back to identity, if we are right, then what are people going to think about us? Right. And where will be our excuses? And, you know, I mean, if you're stuck in your excuses, once you realize you have all the power, you've lost all those excuses. <laughs> right? Yeah. 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 So we want to just wrap up with um, one, and this is one of my favorite quotes. And I think, I mean, Deb, I know. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah, I've recorded myself saying this so that I can listen to it relatively, with actually for a couple of years now, I've listened to that on a regular basis, listen to myself saying this yeah. quote. Yeah. yeah. I have it tattooed on my arm. Oh wait, this camera's all weird. Well, nobody can see the tattoo because it's a white tattoo. So <laughs> it's, yeah, you really can't see it at you all. You can't see it. Yeah, <laughs> it is there. Um, I like to get white tattoos, um, but it says meant to shine. And this is one of my first, this is not one of, this was my first tattoo that I got to remind me of this. Um, so this, if you haven't heard this before, um, I Google it, it's called Our Deepest Fear. And I would encourage you to take this and I can tell everybody that I work with is to take this and to write it out and in first person, I'm going to read it. And it's in, in like our so second person, third person. Anyway, um, my English <laughs> skills are not so great anymore, but yeah. put it in first person. Okay. Yeah. And, and, and as Deb said, record yourself saying it so that you can hear it over and over and over again, because our, our subconscious mind needs to be conditioned. Hey, we've been so conditioned to be a victim. We've been so conditioned to be sick. We've been so so conditioned to be struggling, right? That we have to do the work, you know, to be able to um, to get to the other side. Um, and so the the quote is: "Our deepest fear is not that we are that, not that we are inadequate. Our deepest fear is that we're powerful beyond measure. It is our light, not our darkness, that most frightens us. We ask ourselves: Who am I to be brilliant, gorgeous, talented, and fabulous?" Actually, who are you not to be? You're a child of God. Your playing small does not serve the world. There's nothing enlightened about shrinking so that other people will not feel insecure around you. We're all meant to shine as children do. We're born to make manifest the glory of God that is, that is within us. It's not just in some of us. It is in everyone. Else. It, oh my, it is in everyone. And as we let our own light shine, we unconsciously give others permission to do the same. As we are liberated from our own fear, our presence automatically liberates others. I do love that one. I think the the book that that's in is the Re Return to Love, right? Yeah, yeah. Which you can get on Audible. It's a super quick listen. Um, and I, I mean, I'll say this disclaimer mostly for myself. It does reference God a lot. If that's an issue for anybody, I mean, I've always just heard that as whatever word that means to you, the universe, whatever your flying spaghetti monster, whoever you put in that role. Um, I think it, it all just relates, but it's a fabulous book. Love it. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, so uh, we definitely love for, to hear from you. If you think about uh, after watching this, what are some things that um, that stopped you for a long time from really healing and becoming whole? And not that any of us are in a totally whole place. I don't think that's part of like this, like this side of- This journey doesn't have a finish line. <laughs> Gosh, right? Yeah. And I would say even as much work as I have done on myself, I have low moments. I have moments where I, you know, I screw up or things aren't going the right way. That's all part of the, it's part of the journey. It's part of the fun. Right. And it wouldn't be that exciting if all we had to do was think and then magically everything uh, just works out for us exactly as we wanted it. There has to be some struggle or we wouldn't enjoy the good things. <laughs> Exactly. But it, 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 it's so much more fun, though, when we can have events happen in life and just, you know, we let them roll off our backs because yes. we don't feel like they're personal attacks or we don't feel like somebody's doing something to us. Right. And that we can think about memories in the past and be like, OK, I know that that happened. And it's just a thing. Yeah. That's funny because I was just saying before we got on, you know, I got a freaking nail in my tire earlier this week and I think and, and my air conditioning went out the, the very next day. And I think I'd had moments in my life where that would have sent me into a tailspin to invite more crazy things to keep happening in my life. But I'm like, yeah, all right, moving on. <laughs> just see them and, and yep. Okay, that happened, but not attach too much to it or wonder, oh, woe is me. Why does this always happen to me? <laughs> yeah, that's what yeah. happens when you change the inner world, right? Your outer world, that things are going to happen, right? Like, <laughs> working on somebody, uh, we'll wrap up with this because I know we both got to go. Um, I was working on somebody the other day, and, and one of the statements that we wanted to work on with the body code stuff was um, like, you know, bad things, bad things happen in my life that are out of my control. And, you know, I was like, well, what specifically are we going to, do you want to work on with this? Because that's true for all of us. Right. Okay. And it's like, you know, bad things can happen in my life that are out of my control and I can be okay with that. Yes. That's, that's what healing looks like. Yes. And then you focus on what you can control, which is your reaction to those bad things. Right. Yeah. So next we'll talk about um, steps to healing. Um, mm -hmm. So stay tuned for that one. Let us know. Yes comments um or send us message of anything that you think um any comments thoughts about this and any yeah. thoughts of things that you'd like us to talk about and we will talk to y'all later bye, bye.